0: I can promise you there is no food truck in the world that can hurt a well-ran restaurant by setting up right next door to it or even on the parking lot of the restaurant. My question to any restaurant owner that's afraid of a food truck is really simple. Are you admitting you own a poorly-ran restaurant? Yesterday I talked about some of the areas of the country that have laws designed to hurt food trucks. These situations in and of themselves is the government overstepping its authority by determining who the government thinks is allowed to earn a living and who they don't want to earn an honest living. Now, restaurants have advantages a food truck simply does not have. Like, number one is climate-controlled dining rooms. Restaurants have protection from the sun, the wind, the rain, the snow, the cold. Restaurants that are impacted by a food truck, guess what? They were already on a slow walk to business failure. All that food truck did was expose operational and management issues the owner was already ignoring. But now he's got that excuse. all that food truck's hurting my business. If a food truck can really hurt your business, dude, you did not have a good restaurant to begin with. And honestly, if you're saying that food trucks are that much of a magnet for guests, why don't you close the brick and mortar and get yourself a food truck? Oh, because that's right. You actually have to work at it. So what can we do as food truck owners to kind of fight These stupid rules and regulations. Well, first understand this is a David versus Goliath battle. Goliath being the organized special interests that have lobbied for the laws at hurting you. And they might have the influence now, and they certainly have the money. But you have something on your side they don't have. You're right. You ultimately have the power because the public is on your side, because the public wants choices. The public loves food trucks. The public wants that cool little sandwich that you make. They're tired of the boring things the brick and mortars are doing. But we have to harness that public support and then mobilize it so we can get these stupid rules changed. Now you can either sit back and accept what the mean old government's going to do, or you can fight back. Just understand this is going to take time to make the changes that you need. And remember, it's not just for you and your business, but for all the folks that follow you. You're blazing a trail, and that will ultimately help others and is going to improve your city. And that's something you can be super proud of 10 years, 15 years down the road because you made a difference because you weren't willing to back down because somebody's afraid of that old food truck going to hurt your restaurant. Like all new endeavors, you've got to start with research. You'll need to know exactly what the current law says. You can't go with what somebody's telling you. You have to look it up. Most cities use an external site called Municode, and that's www.municode.com. And you can look up your city, and you can look up all the rules that they have listed for everything, not just food, for everything. I guess you'll have to do some reading because they don't make it very well organized, and in some cases, it's chaos to search it. But read it, because this is important to you, your family, and your future. So you want to make sure you have obtained all the sections of the law that apply to you. Because it's not just finding that one sentence that goes, you can't operate a food truck within 500 feet of a restaurant. That's not what you're looking for. That's one part that you need, but you want to look for anything that relates to restaurants and distances and anything else that could be construed to be opposing that particular rule. So what you're trying to do is find the weaknesses in the chain that they've created in those rules. Because they could have written a law that actually conflicts with other existing laws. And that's what you're looking for, the conflicts that show that something has to change. And the easiest way for them to fix that is to get rid of the one rule that conflicts with other older laws. Sometimes the information is going to be hard to find. And you can call the clerk's office if you need help. And they can at least point you in the right direction. Trying to get information out of your local government, it can be frustrating but do not get discouraged. Be polite, be persistent, be courteous, and be courteous even if you're not shown the same respect. Remember, you're dealing with government employees and this was the absolute best job they could find that matches their skill level and their personality. You have a future of freedom ahead as a business owner. They're still going to be stuck in a job with a boss and that job is going to be boring and unsatisfying nobody ends their their career going i was a government worker for 50 years no one brags about that but when you say i owned a business for 50 years people sit up and they want to hear your story because you got something to say you may have to file a freedom of information document to get what it is that you need for the fight these do create time lags and sometimes they have an associated cost with them This worked out to the advantage of the folks in Louisville when the documents showed that members of the council had ties to restaurant owners, and that created a conflict of interest that weakened the rule. Because it's hard to say we're doing it for health and safety reasons when you happen to own a restaurant and you're one of the people that could vote on that particular rule. So what you're looking for, especially on something that's being proposed, is all the notes and all the documentation and all the debate. We want to know about everybody that's got the ability to vote on this. Have you gotten all the possible information that you can or enough information? You want to get organized. You're going to need some help. You're going to need support from other food trucks that are facing the same challenges as you. Because you walking into City Hall and saying, hey, I want to change this rule, doesn't carry as much weight as you and 10 other dudes that have food trucks that would love to come vend in your city, that would love to make the city more vibrant and give it food choices it currently doesn't have. But don't get discouraged if your group is small, if it's just you and two other food truck owners. Groups of three or four people, if they're well organized and they're committed, can make a huge impact. Obviously, you want to try to make your group as big as possible. But Just understand you can fight with a little teeny tiny army and win. Successful grassroots efforts happen because of effective organization. There's five keys to accomplish this. The first is, it's important that your organization, your group, has a clear mission. Write down this at the beginning and then refer to it frequently. We want to change rule number XYZ. We would like this rule to say. And that's the only thing that you worry about. Any other debate on the topic is taking you off your focus. So have that clear cut mission. We want to change this particular rule. Ongoing engagement is essential. Your core members should commit to attending every group meeting and every public hearing that there is, especially when it involves either a new rule coming in or getting this old rule changed. You want to make sure that you guys are there because if you're not, it'll just get tabled and pushed away. The old saying about the squeaky wheel gets the oil is applicable here. The more you complain, about this particular rule or regulation and how wrong that it is, how much it is against the U.S. Constitution, how much it is against the state constitution. Keep saying that over and over and over until you get the stupid politician to understand that, oh, we have an obligation to do what's right, not what is going to line our pockets. You want to show goodwill to every person that's involved. Obviously, people that are on your side, you want to be kind and courteous to them, but you also want to be kind and courteous and set the example for the the people you're talking to, especially on the government side, and then the people that are against you and saying, no, we want all the brick and mortars to act like God over your business. There is a difference in having a hearty debate and being rude and hateful. So always stay on the courteous side. Show goodwill. You want to be dedicated and you want to be determined. You can fight and you can win, but don't be dismayed and don't be discouraged when things don't always go your way. Don't let your opposition bully you into accepting their solutions. There's going to be setbacks along the way. Just get used to that and move forward. Nothing worth fighting for comes easy. You want to use social media. You want to create a Facebook group to get the message out and encourage support for the change you want to make. Join other local civic groups and be active without being spammy. And certainly don't make all your posts about you and what you want to change. But when the opportunity presents itself to bring up the subject, bring it up. Encourage citizens of your area to join the fight to help change the rules and help change the laws because it makes it better for everyone. As you gain sufficient following, you can start to reach out to the local media. And there's three key things to remember, and this should be consistent going forward in your mission to change stupid rules. You want to personalize, humanize, and dramatize any points that you want to make. And how you do that is you want to connect your story to the specific journalist that you want coverage from that's personalized. You want to show how bad the policy and how it personally impacts you, because you become the human face of the controversy, of the stupid rule that's humanized. Demonstrate how the status quo, and status quo means stay, things stay the same, compares to the better, brighter future your solution has. So that's the dramatize. So in our situation, if you're one of those cities where it says you can't be in within 300 feet of an existing restaurant, you're going to talk to the journalist about how it impacts them because if the journalist has got to eat. Hey, you know, next time you're out looking for a taco and you're in this part of town, guess where I can't set up because there's a subway there. There's a McDonald's there because they're afraid of me. And then you continue on and humanize it because now you're the, the person they're afraid of because you're all you want to do is earn a living, but they're afraid of you earning a living. It's okay to show emotion. It certainly is okay to show emotion about your situation. What you're going through is difficult and it may be just absolutely horrible. And guess what? The media wants to know that. Your message must focus on the simple, clear, and outrageous facts of the situation. I mean, how dumb is it that a brick and mortar is afraid of a food truck? You won't even be open as long as they're open. You're not going to take any business away from a well run restaurant not going to happen. When you're talking to the media, you want to talk about economic liberty. You want to explain the situation. You want to battle the myths and explain the solution. One of the myths that restaurant owners like to say is, you know, food trucks, they really hurt us. and They take away all of our business. That is a huge myth. It's been backed up in a survey that was done from the year 2005 to 2016. And in any given year, The restaurants in any town grew even as a new food truck was introduced. The food trucks grew at the same time the restaurants grew. So introducing food trucks to any city doesn't cause restaurants to close because new restaurants grew in relation to new food trucks coming in. You want to have concise and effective communication. That's super important. And you want to be prepared with all of your statements. You want to deliver with punch and passion. And you want to make sure you stay on the topic and the theme that you want to convey. So I'm going to give you a few examples just kind of tie it together. Like all Americans, we have the right to earn an honest living free from arbitrary and protectionist government-imposed restrictions. Or you could say cities should encourage entrepreneurship, not try to stifle it. Or you could say this is about protecting economic liberty, The right to earn an honest living for all Americans everywhere. This is classic crony capitalism. Expanding government power to protect politically powerful interests from competition. It's not the government's job to pick winners and losers in the marketplace. That's the job of the consumer. A business's success should turn on how good the product is, not who the business owner knows at City Hall. The government cannot be in the business of chasing entrepreneurs out of town simply because they want to protect a handful of special interest groups from honest competition. Remember this. Do not concede any points made by the other side. No level of protectionism is okay. No matter how small or limited they claim it to be, they will always abuse that authority. Your opponents may claim they're trying to protect the public health and safety, But that is not accomplished through limiting competition. Impossible. Can't happen. They can argue that they're trying to create a fair level playing field, but fair is in the eye of the beholder. A restaurateur may think it's fair that street vendors be kept 500 feet away, but do not let the other side define your fight in terms of their definition of fairness. Remember, the microphone is always on. No matter who you're talking to, Don't say anything you wouldn't want to be able to read tomorrow in print or watch on TV on the nightly news. Tomorrow, I'm going to go over some more steps to fighting City Hall. It can be done. And like I said in the Monday podcast, there is the Institute for Justice. They provided a lot of this information. They've got a ton of information on their website. And again, that website is ij.org. If you need help, that's where you got to turn to.